welcome to the Better Birth Podcast with Erin Fung, hypnobirthing instructor. Join me as I talk to industry experts about all things birth, pregnancy and beyond. Welcome to this episode of the Better Birth Podcast. Uh, today I'm going to be talking to Sarah, who is a yoga instructor. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's lovely to, um, to speak to you today. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and say a little bit about what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Sarah and I am a yoga teacher. So I completed my 200 hour yoga teacher training actually out in Australia. Um, so I've recently moved back to the UK since then. Um, and I'm also a Reiki healer. So I um, completed that training as well over in Sydney. Um, but my background, I've worked for years in advertising, worked for lots of different agencies through London and um, Australia, but that just wasn't fitting with my my mindset and the I think the real me so I kind of moved on and moved into that yoga world and Reiki world and it's definitely the place that's right for me to be mm-hmm. um, and then this year I fell pregnant so I'm actually 34 weeks pregnant as well and I'd always said that as soon as I became pregnant I wanted to complete my prenatal and postnatal yoga teacher training so that I could really experience or do the training whilst going through the journey and the transitions myself to really understand what I was being taught. Um, So I'm proud to have recently graduated with that as well. Um, And happy teaching lots of lovely pregnant women, albeit over Zoom at the moment. It's been really great for both me on my journey and hopefully for them as well. I think it's such a lovely, lovely thing to do to to wait until you're pregnant to do Mm -hmm. the the yoga the pregnancy yoga training because yeah it must it must add a whole different um experience to it kind of doing it yourself being pregnant yeah definitely and you can feel the changes yourself and and work through the modules at at a pace that kind of works with your trimesters and um and revisit them and definitely the postnatal part of the course I can pick back up again although I've completed it but pick back up again when I'm when I've given birth and and ready to go back to my practice so Mm. it's really good it's funny how um quite a lot of us who work in um sort of the birth world or um kind of more of the kind of holistic side of things we've we've all kind of had those corporate careers and then (laughs) as we've been in those careers for however long kind of become a little bit disillusioned with it and, and have moved on to other other careers which they're all kind of I think they all have certain similarities I, I did exactly the same thing yeah uh, I was in marketing for 15 years um, yeah. and um yeah finally moved moved into hypnobirthing and feel like I finally found my my niche my thing that I feel passionate about but I think it's quite common isn't it for people to I think so that. and I think it's hard though and I think a lot of people probably don't take the leap Mm. because it is it's kind of drummed into us that we have to have a nine to five office job so it kind of naturally happened for me when I left Australia and moved here that was um when I said right I'm going to give this a real 
go give it my everything and if it's if it's not successful then at least I've tried but I've never I feel so much happier and more calm and more myself which is really good yeah oh yeah I, I wish I had have taken that leap sooner because yeah. I've, I've talked about it for years and not not done it um but um I guess better late than never exactly yeah it's amazing that you're a reiki healer as well because i didn't realize you were a reiki healer yes yeah um so that part as well i love that part was quite a personal journey for me it helped me a lot with um having reiki healing on myself helped me a lot with probably the stress that i was and anxiety i was getting from the corporate job Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it helped me a lot more than anything else so i did try counseling and things like that and that just wasn't working for me and Reiki really like moved me on to um like help me heal and and become more confident and more balanced so I decided to become I wanted to allow other people to experience that as well so did my training yeah and yeah love it unfortunately hard to practice at the moment Um, but hopefully when we come out of this, I think a lot of people will need that kind of rest and relaxation. So it's good to have it there ready. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Um, thank you for um, agreeing to um, join me today. I've, I really, um, I really want, I, I personally want to learn more about yoga and, and, and its benefits for pregnancy because I, I haven't done much yoga myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this session is going to be really informative for me, um, but I think it will be really beneficial for anybody who is pregnant and, and listening to the podcast to understand the benefits um, and, um, and how it can help them in pregnancy um, and if there's any kind of benefits into, into labour as well. Yeah. Um, did you want to just um, explain what the differences are between yoga and, and pregnancy yoga? Yeah. Um... So obviously different studios and uh, different class types um, offer different things in normal yoga. So there's words like vinyasa, ashtanga, hatha, and um, people kind of find their groove and what works for them. But I would say that pregnancy yoga as a whole is, it should, well, this is what it should be um, if you attend a well-rounded and well-taught class. it's often actually more beginner based because a lot of um, women come to yoga when they fall pregnant because they know um, of its benefits or uh, they've been told to try it if they have any physical um, symptoms. So it's often um, geared a little bit more towards beginners. So that's one thing I would say is if you've never done yoga before, don't be scared of going to a pregnancy yoga class because it's likely you'll be surrounded by other people in the same boat. Um, It's often more community led. So you're probably gonna spend some time chatting to each other. Um, At the start of the class, the teacher uh, should really go around and ask each woman to introduce themselves, perhaps talk about how far along in the pregnancy they are and give them an opportunity to um, let them know of any symptoms that they're having with their pregnancy, whether that's emotional or physical. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way for the teacher to then tailor the class to each woman in the room. But also it's just really lovely 
and I've experienced it myself, being pregnant to offload a little bit and to be surrounded by other women that are probably going through the same emotional or physical changes as well. Um, so yes, the class should be very much tailored to who is in the room. So the teacher might come with a class plan, like you would in a normal yoga practice, come with an idea of a sequence, but if you hear that someone's got um, severe hip pain or uh, another woman's feeling a lot of morning sickness, you might adapt some of those poses for that person. So I would say it's much more um, tailored to you, which is really good. And it should be coupled with relaxation, breathing and meditation. It shouldn't just be a physical led practice, whereas perhaps some of the normal day-to-day -day yoga classes are much more you get straight into your downward dogs and there's not much time for that rest. Um, but that's very important for us during pregnancy to have time to do that. So, and obviously um, all of the poses that you do are kind of adapted for bigger bellies. So, um, so down dogs and things are changed to help fit our baby bellies and to help um, with our, the differences we're experiencing in our bodies. You mentioned the um, this kind of meditation side of things. I I wasn't necessarily um, I didn't necessarily uh, make that association between yoga and meditation. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that and and what what that involves? Yeah. So actually, if you go back to the roots of yoga, um, way back when, thousands of years ago, the physical part of the practice was a tiny, tiny um, piece of the puzzle. And actually, um, meditation and breathing techniques, or in yoga, it's called pranayama, were um, just as big of a part of the whole yoga world as that physical practice. And I think people often forget that, and um, especially in the Western world where we have westernized yoga a little bit um it's a it feels like it's more about yeah the physical who can do the best downward dog um and all these beautiful instagram pages of yogis doing their headstands in their lululemons and things um, <laughs> which is also great um and it has its benefits but i think it's worth remembering that um yes meditation and breathing are very much part of the yoga journey and if you're in a well-rounded class especially for pregnancy both of those things should be present um, and they will allow you to have a better physical practice as well and to have a better all-round experience so often starting and ending with that kind of technique is a lovely way to help yeah women to relax and um, and to move through the class better and so I think this it's it's interesting because with the hypnobirthing, obviously we we um, spend a lot of time um, doing relaxation and breathing techniques because they are so beneficial for throughout throughout pregnancy and for labour. Yeah. Um, because obviously we know that you need to stay calm, you need to feel safe, and you need to feel relaxed in labour in order for the oxytocin to be secreted, which is going to progress labour. So yeah. there's, I mean that that's that's huge benefits for. For a pregnant woman to be able to do all the yoga poses which are going to have benefits but also the relaxation and the breathing is going to be really really helpful as well um so it's nice they kind of almost the hypnobirthing and the yoga i think maybe work quite well together as a as a birth preparation um yeah. kind of 
schedule of, of things to do before you give birth. Yeah. yeah, and I think as well that's a part of listening to what um, whoever comes to your class, what they, what they tell you, and quite often it's low energy, um, a little bit anxious, stressed, mm. um, or yeah, just feeling like they've not had any time to rest. So allowing them to have the space to do that in your yoga class is going to be amazing for them. So it's important to incorporate it. Yeah, and I think it's, it's another thing that I think lots of pregnant people um, are a little bit guilty of, you know, you kind of, you start, you, you spend so much time, you know, preparing the nursery and having your list of things that you need to buy and thinking about where you're going to give birth and stuff and, and not actually taking some time to really relax and enjoy your pregnancy and connect with your baby and, you know, just savor savor that pregnancy period because i know it's it's nine months but it goes back it goes past shockingly fast mm-hmm. um and i know you know with all three of my 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 babies um when, after you give birth you have a baby there and it's amazing and you've got your baby but you do miss being pregnant um which sounds weird because the baby has arrived and you've got your child but you know, you miss, you miss feeling those kicks and, you know, watching your belly move and, you know, all those kind of things. So taking, taking time to relax and, and connect with your baby is, I think is really, really important. And the yoga sounds like that's an, a, you know, a perfect time to do that. Yeah, no, definitely. And again, there's so many meditations that we were taught on the course that help you to connect in with your baby. And, and like you said, it's, it's a little activity that the two of you can do together. Um, and that again, a teacher should cue for you to feel for your baby and feel it if they if they're active, if they're still, if they're sleeping, um, which is a really lovely opportunity to do that because I'm definitely definitely the same, not allowing myself that time for self-care. You think that you need to be rushing around preparing the house and and all of those things and it's hard to stop so I think it's a really good yeah yoga classes are a good opportunity to do that and to take yourself well depending on where we are in the year but take yourself out of the house and Mm. can be really lovely and just step away um into a calming space Mm. and and rest Yeah. yeah so um are there any um, what what are there any kind of specific benefits with with the yoga? Obviously, we've kind of talked about the meditation, the breathing, mm-hmm. and that side of things. But the actual physical sides of pregnancy yeah. and yoga, what are what 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 are the benefits? Um, so yeah, so we've covered off kind of the relaxation and stress management, and obviously that's if you can harness that during your pregnancy, it's more likely you can take that into labour, which I think fits well with the with your hypnobirthing um but it's also got obviously physical benefits so in preparing for birth it can help um, increase stamina so if you're holding some of the yoga poses for a longer amount of time it kind of um perhaps prepares your mind for contractions and things and holding Mm -hmm. that physical not pain because it shouldn't be painful but Mm -hmm. yeah just building up muscles and and things for that stamina and energy that you might need when you're birthing your baby Mm -hmm. um 
and obviously develop strength and flexibility and those kind of things as well, which are both good for birth, but also good for that period after birth. And I think, again, I don't know, I'm guilty of this. I'm only sort of looking to the birth and it, I keep forgetting that my body's going to have to heal afterwards. And I think yoga um, on a physical level and probably the emotional level will help that healing process happen more naturally and hopefully faster um, which is obviously great um, and it can certain poses can help deeply tone some of the birth muscles so the walls of the uterus and we do a lot of pelvic floor work in our classes which um, we know is beneficial again pre and post birth um, as well and another key thing that we like to or we should focus on during um, prenatal yoga is postural awareness so when we have a bump and um, I've got back pain as well, but you often banana through your spine because the weight of the bump draws you forwards. And a lot of the poses that um, we work through in the classes focus on drawing back so that your baby is sitting better over your pelvis um, and that your spine is nice and long and hopefully easing any back aches and back pain. Um, and there are lots of different ways that it can help with all of the different emotional and physical symptoms that come up with pregnancy. So I think I mentioned hip pain, um, but also morning sickness, um, dizziness, carpal tunnel, if you get um, pain in your wrists or mm -hmm. swollen feet. So what, it's worth mentioning any little thing like that when you go to one of these yoga classes, because the teacher might well have a a fix for it or a stretch that you can do that will help ease it so yeah it's pretty good to work with that as well yeah it's, it, it, again it's interesting because in you mentioned a couple of things there that I kind of talk about in the hypnobirthing classes so the pelvic floor um, yeah. point is a really really good one um, it's something that we all know um, as women we we need to exercise our pelvic floors um, because they do, they do, they do come under massive stress when you're pregnant. Obviously, mm -hmm. because that that pelvic floor is holding a lot of weight, um, and obviously your muscles are relaxed and stretch, stretching when you're pregnant. So, um, exercising them before you give birth means they're more likely to kind of tone back up again after you give birth and, and heal. Um, but I know from personal experience of having three babies. Uh, you you say you're going to do it and then you just <laughs> you don't yeah, um, and then we suffer for it afterwards with with all sorts of you know issues you know incontinence and and all sorts of awful things that actually is really avoidable so in, if it's incorporated in a yoga class you're much, I guess you're much more likely to to get that pelvic floor work in than if you if you did, yeah. didn't do the class and um, some well I find it hard just doing it sitting down um so we've we were taught a few ways of doing it in when you're in some of the yoga poses and that's perhaps uh, might be easier for some women i taught um a woman last week and we did a a round of pelvic floor but we used the breath and we came in and out of a pose as we did it mm -hmm. and she said oh my god that's the first time i feel like i've actually done it properly and i think sometimes we just think we have to be sat in a chair doing it but if you incorporate it with other movement and and the breath you might yeah it might become easier yeah um, which is yeah. a good thing definitely yeah. and then when you mentioned the, the the kind of postural thing um 
again in the classes I talk about the importance of posture and having an awareness of posture throughout pregnancy mainly because it can affect um, baby's position um, and we know you know we get told lie on your left side um, when you're sleeping um, and um, you know but we don't get told necessarily why um, and we don't get told the um, the importance of, of posture and it, and it is really important you know obviously uh, we, we say that we want uh, or if you don't know um, necessarily ideally you want baby facing outwards um, towards your left side because that's that's the, the kind of the optimal position for baby for birth so it matches the kind of widest parts of your of your pelvis as they as they descend to be born um, and if you do have a preference I mean we all have a preference of you know, what side we will stand on don't we like I tend to kind of put all my weight on one hip particularly holding other children you know we'll we'll kind of bend our bend our spines and our, our, our pelvises a certain way um and they did the, the, the overextending your your back i did that with all three of mine just because you know you, you you do when you've got like a huge weight on front you kind of counterbalance don't you um but um yeah it's again it's interesting to to hear that the that the the yoga um, gives you kind of an awareness of posture and things because it is really important in pregnancy to 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 have an awareness and to adjust and, and to, you know, counter counteract some of those tendencies because it can have a, an effect on the position of baby. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing if baby hasn't turned. Um, so if baby is breech again, if you mention that to a yoga teacher, there are definitely poses and stretches that uh, the, the teacher can guide you through that should hopefully help the baby to turn as well as those postural alignment type um postures mm -hmm. as well there's a few um kind of techniques and and positions that i mention in my in my classes um some of them are from the uh, spinning babies website i don't know if you've if you've seen the spinning babies website but if you haven't you should definitely have a look but they're some of the positions that I um, encourage my couples to get into to help with baby's position, I think are, are probably yoga poses. Mm. So being down on all fours, for example, um, is really good to help encourage baby into a good position because the back of baby's head and their back is the heaviest part of them. And going on all fours is more likely to help them, encourage them to spin round so that they're facing uh, or that the back of their head is facing outside your belly, for example. Um, and I can imagine the downward dog is also potentially a good one for helping baby um, because uh, one of the spinning babies uh, positions is a, a forward leaning inversion. Um, so sort of sitting on the sofa and then flipping yourself upside down um, so that um, baby drops up towards your, your lungs um, and then drops back down into your pelvis when you sit back up again, because that can help get them into a good position and, and, and get their head to engage. Um, so I, I imagine there's kind of parallels there with the yoga poses. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, we spend a lot of time on, on all fours because that's a good way to stretch through the spine um, and also find that stability through the pelvis. So, and yeah, that definitely the extra benefit there of helping baby to turn if, if they're not in quite in the right position mm. Mm. so is it um is yoga say is, is there like a a certain time in pregnancy that um somebody should start um yoga or, or is there any point where they should stop or is it safe all the way through to to do 
Um, so that's a hard one to answer because a lot of teachers will not be so happy welcoming anyone that's in their first trimester into the class. Um, and that's due to that higher risk of miscarriage at that time. Um, in saying that, well, personally, I couldn't practice in my first trimester anyway, because I felt so tired and nauseous and, and dizzy. So it might be that that time is, is not the right time for you and your body anyway. Mm -hmm. However, I think there are softer parts of yoga that you could harness during the first trimester. So probably less of that physical practice and more of the, um, the meditation and the breathing that we discussed because mm -hmm. it's still a big part of the pregnancy and it's often the, the part that is perhaps the most scary because um, it's very new, your body's changing, you don't, don't get to have a scan, so you're not really sure if um, how baby's doing in there and so meditation and, and that more restorative practice can be really beneficial to help um, with that stuff. So I would just say if you're in the first trimester and you feel like you need a yoga class, just reach out to ask um, teachers and there might be someone who would be happy to, to help you, especially if it was more of a, a gentle practice than a, than a hardcore physical practice. Mm. Um, but I would say most women probably look to start in their second trimester because you suddenly get that amazing um, burst of energy and all the endorphins and you feel like you can do anything and everything again and you're just so happy to be beyond that morning sickness uh, stage. So that's a great time to harness like those happy hormones and to do more of the physical side um, of yoga and obviously all of the poses will be adapted for a baby bump um, but focusing into that postural awareness that we discussed and, and working into the hip the pelvis and just building up to prepare body for birth um, as well and then third trimester um, again I would say it's it's um, dependent on each woman and I was convinced I would do yoga up until the day I went into labor, but I'm actually struggling quite a bit in, in my third trimester. I've got quite deep hip and pelvis pain at the moment and just tired. So sometimes I, I don't want to roll out my mat and do that. So again, I would say, just listen to your body. If there's a day where you get that energy burst, maybe take on a class, but ideally perhaps look for something that's a little bit more gentle a little bit more restorative that will help you conserve your energy for birth and, and beyond. So perhaps again, flipping back to that first trimester style where it is a bit more meditation um, and resting poses rather than really big dynamic postures. But I think the key thing throughout the whole pregnancy is to listen to our body. And um, we're not very good at that these days we feel like we should be able to do everything but if if you wake up and you're booked into a class and you just feel like you need to stay in bed just stay in bed it's not um it's not a bad thing to do that so and and equally during the class listening to your body um and not feeling like you have to do what the teacher tells you if you need to stop is very important is there is there any specific yoga poses that um, should be avoided in pregnancy? Um, yes, and again, 
teachers shouldn't visit these anyway, but there are kind of three principles. So we shouldn't be overstretching. Um, and that's because of the hormone relaxing that um, softens all of our muscles and ligaments and things. So they say you should go, I think, more to 60% rather than 100% of a stretch. So holding back slightly, nothing that's going to cause any strain um, or compress the belly. So things like lying on your front. I mean, that's not physically possible when you get to a certain stage, but um, that's not good. We don't want to do anything deep into the abs. So there shouldn't be any abdominal exercises um, because we don't want to get that um, where the abs split. Mm -hmm. um, no lying on our back. So that one's hard as well because it, it's, it's a recommendation. So particularly after 30 weeks, we shouldn't spend a long time lying on our back. And, we're, and so, for example, at the end, when we do our resting pose, we will um, find a rest on our side rather than our back. But they say up to 30 weeks that it's safe. But again, I would just listen to, to your body and how you're feeling. Um, we don't go upside down. So no headstands, handstands, um, trying to basically channel all of the energy downwards which is what's going to also prepare us for birth is grounding down and and going into poses that um, allow us to feel that to bring baby out eventually and yeah no um we can do balancing poses so that's poses where we're on one leg but often our center of gravity moves a bit off when we've got a bump so i would just be careful with that and be close to a wall or something if you need to um, steady yourself and just generally moving more slowly and carefully out of poses so there's no rush and to be being safe in how you get up from the floor and come back down to the floor um, is really important. Um. So my, my final question I, I have for you is, and you kind of covered this a, li a little bit, but there may be other things that you want to kind of add to it. So um, what, what are the kind of things that a person should be looking for when they're choosing an instructor or a class? Because obviously there's, there's lots and lots of yoga instructors out there. I wouldn't necessarily know what to look for um, if I was pregnant and, and choosing a class. So what, have you got any tips? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously quite a personal um, choice as well and sometimes you just connect with a teacher and love their style and it might be I don't know their voice or the music that they use or the atmosphere that they create um, or the way that they move you through the class so if you go to a class and you're not quite gelling with that instructor I wouldn't then um, write off yoga I would try somewhere else because quite often you just have a certain person that you'll be more drawn to mm -hmm. um i would look for a smaller class i mean at the moment they're smaller anyway but um when we're back in studios if if it's a room of 20 pregnant women it's unlikely that you're going to get the same experience as if it's a smaller group of say six um because mm -hmm. that will allow you to have that conversation at the start and it will really allow the teacher to spend time with you rather than um if there's 20 people it might be more of a generic class um it's nice if it's local because then you end up meeting other mums um and that's really important to, to build up that kind of 
support system and community and you often all end up going to the same class every week and, and it might um, move into a friendship beyond yoga which is uh, really lovely so if that is a local studio or a local teacher um, that would be great and yeah I would just look for a well-rounded class so like I said something that gives you that time for rest so make sure that there's that meditation element or breathing element and that there's time at the end um, it's called shavasana it's basically where you just lie on the mat and you rest after the class and that part is just as important as everything else so um, making sure that that's there along with those more physical practices as well um, I think will give us the most benefits in pregnancy and then moving into birth as well. Thank you so much so it's been really interesting I've learned I've learned loads um, and um, I'm sure that everybody listening has learned, learned lots as well um thank you for your time um and um good luck with your pregnancy and with with the birth of your baby thank you thank you so much for having me it was great to talk to you oh you're welcome take care you too the better birth podcast and all of its content is for educational and informational purposes only you should consult your midwife or your doctor for anything in relation to your own pregnancy and birth the opinions and the views of the guests on the Better Birth podcast are their own opinions and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Better Birth or Erin Fung. <laughs>